from the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Welcome back to the Cats pregame show brought to you by Journey Rewards. It's time for us to be friends. We like being friends for just a couple of minutes, folks, as we speak with the enemy. That's our segment where we speak to the likes of Elks play-by-play broadcaster Morley Scott. Thank you so much for joining us, Morley. It's a little harsh, isn't it? But yeah, I'm happy I, to be here, guys. Okay, we're 0-3. We're You're 0-3. There <laughs> yeah. are no friends in this situation. And that is let, true. Let me throw you something right off the top. You've got Chris Jones as your head coach in a first-year situation. I know you're familiar with him. Wednesday's practice, which was described as not a good practice due to concentration levels, he said, if you can't withstand... The ability to play four quarters of football, you're not a team that deserves to win. Where is he going with that? I think with the inconsistencies he's seen with his club uh, through three games, I mean, uh, throw the first game out in BC because they were just horrible in that game from start to finish. Uh, The other two games, though, they played well. They had leads in both games at the half and uh, had the opportunity to to stretch the lead and protect that lead and didn't. And I think it's that's where he's going with it, saying they're not playing a complete game right now. They're not playing four quarters right now. They're just, you know, bits and pieces. They're playing well, and that's what he doesn't like. He wants to have that consistency in the team's game moving forward, which is hard to do, I think, because there's so many new faces. I mean, there's so many new faces on this team. It's really incredible. And, and I think not only are there new faces, but he's made – big changes week in and week out. I mean, there's been upwards of 12 different faces on the lineup from one game to the other this year. So I think that's where they're struggling a little bit, becoming a team, because there's a lot of new faces, and they're playing a new system, and they're changing the lineup every week. So I think, you know, and and Jones is doing it to look for the guys, to look for that chemistry, right? Uh, And as he said to me, he said, I want guys, I want fewer and fewer changes as we move along, because that means we're playing better and better. So we'll see. Well, better to make those changes earlier uh, than later in the season. And it's Tris Jones is no – he's no uh, – he, it's a second stint in, in Edmonton. And um, back in 2014, he ended up going 12-6, and six, a very respectable record. Second year in, obviously won the Grey Cup. So um, uh, had a lot of success in Edmonton. Is this a year of rebuilding you, or is this a year that you still get the vibe in, Hamilton, in Edmonton that – um, they're going to finish with a winning, winning record and have a, a run in the, for the playoffs. I think very much rebuilding is what's on everybody's mind and what everyone is expecting. I don't think there's a lot of high expectations in the fan base except to maybe clean up the mess this year, right? I think it is a lot like Saskatchewan when he went there his first year there in, in 16. They had a tough season that year, but he put the building blocks in place for what they have now, and that's a, that's a pretty good team through 17, 18, 19, 20, and, and into, into now. So I think that's what he's trying to do, get the building blocks uh, put into place that way. Uh, there's a lot of comparison. Everyone talking about, well, when he came in 14, you know, you, like you said, they're 12 and 6, then won the Grey Cup the next year. The difference that year, Michael Riley, right? They had a, they had, uh, a guy who was about to become a star in the Canadian Football League, and basically begins his Hall of Fame career that in 2014 with this football team. He took his knocks in 2013, uh, learned from that, had moved forward, and they had a much better year in 2014. That's the biggest difference between the 14 team and the 22 team is they don't have that quarterback established yet. While we were talking a little earlier in the show about similarities with other Canadian quarterbacks to come through this league and uh, and how they had that veteran presence, like a Mike Riley, to, to learn from. But now you got Trey Ford in his first ever CFL start, in his first ever CFL season, uh, with, you know, Nick Arbuckle. He's a guy that has experience in this league, but do you, do you, 
do you feel like he, he's got that mentor and, and, uh, and that person to, to kind of latch on to, like some of these other guys, like uh, Nathan Rourke and, uh, and uh, Michael Riley? He was right there, was there for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I Brandon Bridge is yeah, another one we mentioned. I, I, I think I, it's different. I, you know, I think people forget that Nick Arbuckle's been around for a long time, uh, but he hasn't played a lot, right? He was a backup in Calgary. Uh, then he went to Ottawa, and, you know, that season never got off the ground. Then he went to Toronto, and he kind of split it last year when he was in Toronto with uh, McLeod Bethel-Thompson. Then he gets traded to Edmonton and never played a game that se- the rest of the season last year, right? So he has, he's been around, but he hasn't played a lot. So he doesn't have a lot of experience to share. I, I, Trey Ford said he's been terrific with him, and he's helped him in every way he can, but he doesn't have the knowledge that a Mike Roddy would have or, or other veteran quarterbacks would have as well. You know, he's trying to establish himself as well right now, so that's not there. I think that's maybe a bit of an issue for Trey Ford moving forward, too. He doesn't have that mentor in the dressing room right now. Well, tell us about Trey Ford. I mean, you watch him at practice. You've seen him in a few games live. Um, this is a dynamic athlete. We all know that. We know, we know his numbers. And uh, seen a lot of him in his college days, of course, uh, here in Ontario. But uh, tell us what you see from him and what you're expecting from him. I th- the athleticism is off the charts. I, we've seen that uh, in practice, the things he does, uh, you know, and, and in preseason games, we, we did get a chance to see it. He put some numbers up in preseason games. He got to play a little bit more. He hasn't played much in the regular season. He went one for three in the game in BC and had an interception. He came in for one play last week, which was a two-point convert, and he handed the ball off to James Wilder Jr., who got stuffed, and he pitched it back to him, and, and Ford was able to get to the one-yard line before he got taken down. So he hasn't had a lot of experience in, in regular season play but yeah he's he he takes a lot of reps in practice works hard in practice and the thing that stands out is the athleticism and and you don't you know in practice you don't see this much because they're not finishing the d line's not finishing the play with him right and so he doesn't you don't see that escapability and that run and everything but when he does run the ball he gets to the holes fast and i i think the one thing that he has to learn to do at this level compared to at the college level in, in u sports i mean in, in u sports if your first or second guy's not is not open he just tucks it under and runs and runs for big gains usually, right? You can't do that at the CFL level, right? You gotta you gotta do your progressions and you gotta get to the third and fourth guys, right? But then you also have to recognize the hole and when it's there, take it and jump into it, right? So I think that's gonna be the biggest learning curve for him playing on a regular basis in the Canadian Football League. I think one of the things that's really gonna help him is the likes of a veteran wide receiver core and Daryl Walker's done it before. Lawler is one of the best that we saw last season. Uh, Manny Arsenal is a guy that I would like to talk about. I, I thought this guy was done playing football <laughs> and all of a sudden he's making some serious contributions. Uh, what has happened to him uh, that we look at him at baby see almost thirty five years old? Looks like a spring chicken still playing for BC. He's getting a chance. Manny Arsenal was uh, down at some of my NFL trials with me in 2011, which was 11 years ago, and he was he was a vet at that point. So, geez, ageless wonder. But and I'll you've been you, out for a couple of years uh, already, right? Yeah. Yeah. You, I thought he was my age. He, like, he, played, he played last year in the uh, Indoor Football League for the Frisco Fighters Wow! Uh, and put up numbers there, and he just didn't want to leave. And uh, he was surprised. He said, I wasn't getting any phone calls until Chris Jones called me, and he jumped at it. And, uh, you know, he's a guy who's in shape. He's a guy who wants to play. He's a guy 
guy who loves to play, and uh, he's he's just a uh, he's kind of a breath of fresh air for a guy being at that end of his career. He's like a little kid; he's just having a great time. He, you know, they uh, they went back over the tape last week, gave him an extra yard, so he'd have a hundred yards. He he was seven for ninety nine when the game ended. He was seven for a hundred <laughs> when the stats sheet came out the next uh, day. That was his first hundred yard presence. game since two thousand and eighteen. Two thousand and eighteen was the last time he had a hundred yard game. Uh, he didn't play didn't play in twenty obviously. Uh, in 2019, he was in Saskatchewan and ripped his knee up and didn't play a lot. So uh, he's battled his way back, and he's, he's been a real good story for the Elks this year. Man, he's got all the tricks. I love he it. He really does. It. It's, it's, it's exceptional to see him out there. I mean, he was always really good with BC, and I, I see him in the highlight packages, and I'm like, he's making some serious contributions. One other big name missing from the uh, from the offense is James Wilder Jr. Uh, or the what, what, tell us about Sherman Batty. It's his first start at running back. What kind of player is he? Yeah, he's uh, he's a guy who hasn't been in football for a while. Uh, he was he's out of Tulane. Uh, Real fast, real fast. He was on the track team in Tulane for the 100 meters and, and the 4 by 100 so uh, he can run. So they're obviously looking to try and get him in space a little bit and make a, make a few guys miss. But he hasn't played. I think he, he played in the XFL in 2020, and that was uh, that was the last time he played. But Chris Jones is real excited about getting a chance to, to look at him. Uh, he was in Saskatchewan with Chris Jones on the PR back in 2018, so he's got a... So he knows, he knows a little bit about the CFL. He's not a he's not a real raw rookie coming in, but uh, he ran a four th- four three two uh, wow. at the NFL Combine. Wow. So he's got speed. Lots of speed in the backfield. Holy yep. cow! Um, one thing Chris Jones did that a lot of people CFL fans remember is you know the, the infamous putting Deron Carter in the defensive backfield in Saskatchewan, and <laughs> he's done a similar thing today. What's going on? He loves doing that. I mean, he's been doing that with guys. Uh, you know, A.C. Leonard and, uh, you know, moves him from a receiver to a D-line. Now he's a great D-lineman, led the CFL in sacks. I mean, he, he does that a lot. Uh, he's got he's got Jerron Carter in the injured list right now. Uh, he came and got hurt day two of practice uh, in training camp, and has, we haven't seen him since. But, yeah, uh, he's done that. He, he's, he's not afraid at all to move guys around and shift them around. And we've seen guys uh, in practice – Line up, uh, for example, uh, Charles Nelson was a safety last week. He's normally a receiver. He was a receiver through training camp. Safety last week, started the game at safety, didn't play much. But uh, And this week he's a backup running back. So uh, he just he just does that. The, 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 the going joke at the end of practice is, well, if you're a DB or a linebacker, don't run routes and catch a ball because if Jones <laughs> sees it, you might be a receiver next week, right? Or if you're a, if you're a receiver and you play defense in practice at the end and Jones sees it, well, you might be a defensive back next week. Or so. if you're a wide receiver and you drop the ball, then you know you're, you're, <laughs> then you're going that deep. Then you're a DB, right? <laughs> That's why you're supposed to go there. <laughs> Sounds fun. We've been speaking with the enemy with Morley Scott, 630 C-H-E-D. Thank you so much. Hey, well, 0-3, both of us, someone's going to be 0-4. Good luck on you. Yeah, it's going to be a long, <laughs> sleepless night for one of the two coaches tonight, and the other coach is going to be thinking, okay, we got it turned around. But that's yet to be seen. Enjoy the game. Thanks, Thanks guys. Much and enjoy Hamilton.